everyone. Welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. Uh, I'm Anthony Toma, my co-host, Junior Binu. Uh, we have Sid Jamil here today with KW Domain and VIMA. Uh, VIMA stands for something, and Sid's going to get into what that stands for, as, long, as well as uh, some some bits about uh, KW Domain. What's going on, Sid? Hey, how are you? Good, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It, thanks for joining us. I've been watching your shows. It's I think what you guys are doing is is excellent. It's great for our community and promoting other people's success within our own community is is a great thing. So I appreciate that. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you. you too, brother. We do. Yes. Yeah. So uh, to answer your question about the the Vima Vima, so I'm probably going to be your your first guest that has two uh, professional full time careers. Yeah. Uh, Vima is where I work as uh, an investment advisor. So Vima, it's just the first two letters of each of the the owner's last name. Oh, gotcha. So okay. there's, there's nothing tricky about it. But right. um, and I'll get into that, and then uh, obviously uh, KW Domain as well in downtown Birmingham. Okay. So starting off with the financial advising side, uh, or actually, which one did you begin? That side first or the realty side? No, it, was the, side? it was the financial advising side. All right. So I first got licensed in 2000, mm-hmm. so a long time ago. And You're only 21. How'd you do yeah, that? Right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I started early. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a really good experience. I worked at different institutions, and I found that there were – it seems like the, the – business, the companies that are working for were more focused on themselves mm-hmm. and less and less about the clients. And that that kind of struck a nerve with me. It yeah. wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I ended up leaving the one firm that I was at mm-hmm. to go to one that would be more client friendly. Mm-hmm. And I got in a, before I knew it, I got in a legal battle with them. So uh, while that was being uh, straightened out, mm-hmm. I picked up real estate. I had Bought my house just about a year or so earlier, yeah. and I loved the experience of it. And you know, before when when my situation finished, uh, I didn't want to give up real estate. I had a passion mm-hmm. for it, and I think that anything you do to be successful, you should have a passion for it. Sure. And you can't always choose what you have passion for. So I had something that I, I grew a passion for, and I just didn't want to let it go. Curious, was it Namir George that you uh, were to were to no, buy or no? Or I no, I went to uh, somebody else in in Northville. Okay. I forgot her name, but uh, I, I hear good things about Namir yeah, as well. Yeah. For for real estate, he's one of the, I, yeah. I believe one of the biggest we've got in Michigan that teaches the yeah. classes. So it's good. Yeah, kudos to another. Cal- he's a marketing guru. He does he does very yeah, well he, marketing his his brand, his product and service. Okay. You know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got some videos online. Yep. As online, well, and I yeah, think you, some books. Yep, I believe. Yep, you can even uh, go through classes through him online yeah. to be able to go for building, and uh, and uh, your real estate too as well. Yeah. So, yeah. that's awesome. So you went to this place, Northville. You got started with that. Yeah. Um, tell us your first big sale that you did when you got in. Was it a house or commercial? Uh, so or I I only focus on residential. Okay. Um, if if somebody wants commercial, I'll mm-hmm. refer them sure. uh, to somebody who specializes in in commercial. I think they're they're going to be better suited. Like say a Harry Barish or somebody. Uh, I got a lot of them. I got okay. Harry. I got Kevin Japaya. I've got Daryl Goodwin. I got. I oh got yeah, Daryl. Oh, a good fr- oh, good friend of mine. All good yeah. people. Yep, everybody. Yeah. Good great. We share a birthday together. Oh, you do? Up. Yeah, next month. Okay. Same year. No, unfortunately not. He's younger than me. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Daryl is a good guy. We ended up going to Acapulco with him back oh, in '99. Really? Yeah, all the state guys. So, so, oh, okay. so most people out there understand what uh, what a what a realtor can do right. for them. Uh, what does what does you, with your position at uh, Vima? What, right. what what could you bring to so, uh, so, offer? Yeah, so Vima is a registered investment advisory firm, mm-hmm. RIA. It's it's different than what you would normally uh, think about would be a broker dealer. These are like the Merrill Lynch's of the world and, and stuff like that. So an RIA, we have a fiduciary responsibility, mm-hmm. which is a, a legal obligation to do what is best for the client. Wow. Okay. So you would think that that's everywhere. Everything you do is somebody Should has. Should be, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, the RIA is... Um, is the one that has the legal obligation to do that. So it is perfectly aligned in an RAA world. It's perfectly aligned to set up the success of the client with your success. In right. other words, it's fee-based only. Mm-hmm. So there's no transaction uh, fees that we get compensated on. So you know when you're working with an advisor, sometimes you question like, are they doing that because What's it makes it? them money, or right. are they doing it because? And it's the end of the month, and are they just yeah, pushing me right, to, to, yeah. to shift my, my investments right. here or there just for a transaction? Right. So in the setup of an RIA, it doesn't matter if I trade a client's account one time or a thousand times. It doesn't help me whatsoever. So right. if you lose the benefit of doing something shady, you just won't do it. What's the purpose of doing it anymore? Yeah, so I guess that lends a lot of credibility to people that get into your situation and into a firm like VMA, V-I-M-A. Vima. Vima. Into a, into a, uh, a company like Vima so, so that shows that they're ethical people because they're Integrity. not. They're, yeah. yeah, as a matter of fact, the story behind these two that started the firm was same, very similar situation as me. They worked for big broker-dealers, mm-hmm. and uh, they just didn't see that it was benefiting the client as much as the firm. Right. So they put their heads together, and, and they started the company, which is why this has been a really good fit for me, because there is no... I mean, everyone wants to do what's best for their clients. Yeah. And and again, the way that you have it set up in an RIA, my client's custody with TD Ameritrade, so all their assets are with TD Ameritrade. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we never have access. We all we do is trade. We have management capabilities, but we never have um, any custody of their assets. So they go online twenty four hours a day. It's you know it, mm. it's there with TD Ameritrade, multi billion dollar firm. Yeah. Um, but the more important thing to know there is we offer a ton of products and services, mm-hmm. and we're product agnostic, meaning we're neutral to what we use. Because again, there's no conflict of interest as why we're using something in particular. If we're using it, it's because we truly believe it to be the best for mm-hmm. our clients and what their goals are. Sure. So so what are you, what are you, what are you calling it? RIA, Registered Investment Advisory. Okay, so Registered Investment Advisory. Why doesn't the government force other investment or, or money managers to be the same or do the same? Well, there's the broker-dealer, which is, well, broker-dealer, they have um, maybe a, like a know-your-client lesser um, requirement to, mm-hmm. to know, but why, I don't know. And, and I really, I didn't even know the RIA side until um, until I joined them right. because I was always with the broker-dealer. That's, mm-hmm. that's the most common. That's what you know. Right. But where I'm at now, it's, it's more of a, of a boutique firm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, you're not going to see advertisement for it. You're not going to see, you know, big commercials for it. It's just a small private firm. 
And again, I custody my client assets with TD Ameritrade, which is you know huge. So when, as an individual, do I come see you, and why would I come see you for that purpose? Like, is it a point when I'm reaching X amount of dollars in my account, or is it something I should start when I'm younger to start seeing you? Yeah. What's What's the best benefit, you know, to coming to see you for an age perspective and financial perspective? So I think everybody should have an idea when they start working in the professional world mm-hmm. what their goals are what they're looking to do with their money if if you get matching 401k options mm-hmm. uh take that match uh invest as much as you can contribute as much as you can mm-hmm. if you get a, a free match but um when it, it should be early and and often mm-hmm. uh there you know clients clients need help at all different stages from yeah. growth mm-hmm. um to uh to to requiring income after retirement yep and um and you know passing on to their their heirs as well so if you have assets uh you know you you should and particularly normal most of the time your retirement plan is your largest uh investable asset okay your 401k mm-hmm. and uh, clients they've they've been at firms or companies for a very long time working and they've got substantial 401k yeah that they just leave it there because they just don't know. You know, it's it's easy to do nothing. Like if sure. you have to make a hard decision, sometimes the, the easiest thing to do is do nothing. Just let it just sit just there and just idle sit. and do yeah. whatever. But that's a big problem because what a lot of people don't realize is most 401k plans have very small amount of options. Mm-hmm. And the the employer pays for the plan. And so the more options they provide, the costlier it is. So mm-hmm. if you don't have, if you have restrictions, yeah, why would you stay with a firm that or with a 401k that give, has restrictions? Mm-hmm. If you can go open it up, I mean, I can offer really anything, and and I'd like to get into that as well as to what what makes it unique. Uh, in the RA world and what we can do with TD Ameritrade. Well, that's that's kind of. Uh it's i'm glad you mentioned that about what you're able to do with your disper like once you build your 401k you should have an option to be able to do without either penalties and all the other stuff that may come about the other question um is in line with this is do you deal with like kids too as well like the um the the cow five two nine yeah okay so the reason i'm i don't personally okay but i always advise for it okay the reason I'm just bringing that up is because I just I didn't go with the five two nine. I got two goddaughters that I um, I did the uh, aggressive money market account um, where it was where they invest in it constantly uh, versus the because that ab- ability that allows the ability for the kids when they turn eighteen they don't have to just use it for school. They can pull it to use it whether it be for a car. Or so whatever. is it within the five two nine program or is it outside? Of outside that? of that. Outside of that. Okay. Outside of that. So yep. And I did a custodial through, account is what you did. Yeah, I did through Chase Bank is what I did yeah. it through. And so, so do you also help besides? I know you don't do the the five two nine, but do you do stuff for planning for the kids? Yeah, definitely. Well? Okay. Yeah. That, the reason I'm saying that is because if you think about it, like we didn't have that growing up, you know, where it was there, your parents just didn't do it. For well, you. yeah, they just it was there. They just yeah. stashed it under the mattress, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a different 401k. Yeah, right. So um, now that you know, especially like, you know, you have kids now, you guys have kids, so yeah. it's like things are different now. Yeah. So that's a, called a custodial account. It's an account that is not necessarily for schooling. They can it turns into it's a taxable account. But yes. When they turn of age. Yep. Uh, then it turns into their name and okay. they can do whatever they want with it. 
Um, you don't get the tax benefits of, of a 529 yeah. uh, because, again, it's, it's, taxable. it's taxable. Whereas a 529, if it's used for college and college-related expenses, yes. it all grows tax-free. Yep. And if you don't use it yourself or for that child, you can you pass it, on. it to a sibling or That was the biggest thing. I'm, I'm banking I got two little smart ones. They're going to have a uh, full ride, so yeah. they'll be able and, to use that for other and, things. In that situation, you're not penalized. You just pay a, a tax. Yeah. So yep. I mean that's what it's the same thing as what it would it's probably even more advantageous than if you would have just left it in the in the custodial account paying tax every year. I got so, you. So you know it, it is a five two nine I think and you should really complement it with another product that I don't offer it's uh, but it's an MET Michigan Educational Trust mm-hmm. because that one will only pay for tuition mm-hmm. whereas the five two nine will pay for tuition room board books yep. all the other miscellaneous so if you combine them together you can pay for the majority Everything. of of what your total expenses would be. Got you. All right, let's lead into the 401 then. Let's get okay. on to that and uh, give us an insight of, because a lot of us do have money floating and just don't know really where to go with it and what to do. Well, so, okay, that's a good question. What When you think of investment management or financial advising, what do you think of? Investment management or financial advising? Uh, you take a big chunk of money and you give it to someone to make it bigger. Okay, so that would be growth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Now fast forward and pretend you're 85 years old or 75 years old. You're no longer looking for growth. You need you need income. Right. So, you know, there's there's a different. So people look at things differently based on whatever their circumstances right, are. Right. Right. And it's it's my job to help prepare them for what they're not necessarily thinking of today. Now. Right. But to to get them where they need to be at that time. Mm-hmm. So, Junior, what do you think about when you think about investing? I think I got to line up with Anthony on that one. I just give somebody money and they're going to end up taking, they're making the better risks for me by calculating them than I would and and knowing what to do with it and have it prepared for me for a later date to help me out. Right. I just look, I I always, that's what I always thought of, but I I realized there's a lot more than just that, that I just hand you over money and there it goes and it grows. So, so from your perspective, you doing Getting to that stage is is really your number one thing. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, it's understanding and, and communicating and getting to know your client as far as what they're looking for, what their risk tolerance is. I mean, you can have, it's not only based on age as far mm-hmm. as risk tolerance. So you can have a, a twin and one can be very conservative, one can be very aggressive, and everything else in their life is exactly the same. So feelings and, and tolerance towards risk is very important within how to manage a portfolio sure. and knowing their goals and, and what their needs are. So those types of things. So I don't expect clients to have all the answers. If they did, they mm-hmm. wouldn't need assistance. Right. And you can, you can manage your portfolios on your own if, you're, if you know what you're doing and you manage risk. That's the important thing, manage risk. So as an example, if you lose 50% of your portfolio, mm-hmm. To get back to even, most people say, oh, I need to make 50%. But no, that no, gives them back to 75. They need 100%. Mm-hmm. So the the key is to avoid these types of big declines. And if you're not really on top of it, you're not really knowing what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're subjecting yourself to steep declines that could take a lifetime to recover from. Yeah, been there. Yeah, I mean, uh, most, well, yeah. most people have. Yeah, we, we've made... made st- I learned... Um, 
years and years of my life, it was measure once, cut once. Yeah. But in the last year, measure twice, twice cut once. Oh, now you now, know. Now you know measure twice, cut now once. Now I know measure twice, cut right, once. Right, right, right. It, it took me a few uh, yeah. well, that's part of hits on the bank account. That, but that's, that's called experience. It is. It is. And I learned a lot from it. And um, I wish, like, knowing... See, growing up in, in our, which is awesome, what you're doing right now is we didn't have that full guidance to know what to do with it. It sat in our pocket. We burned it. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we figured. See, we, yeah. unfortunately. Found, found a home for it you, in somebody else's account. Yeah. You feel, yeah. You feel me? <laughs> we just spend, 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 you know, yeah. thinking it was always going to be there tomorrow. So I think the old school mentality is kind of kind of fading away mm -hmm. where it's, you know, Definitely. either put it in the bank yeah. account, put it in a safe deposit box mm -hmm. and somebody's going to come and take it. Yeah. I think that's faded away. I think more people have the expectation of, hey, look, I have I have some wealth. I'm growing wealth. Mm -hmm. What's the best thing for me to do with this? You know, I don't expect a doctor who's going to be very successful and has the assets mm -hmm. to also be very proficient on investing. Right. right? Some do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but it's usually, not their forte, you're exactly. right. Exactly. Usually their forte is what brought them to the table sure. with all that money. Yep. So I don't expect it, and, and that's why uh, that's why my position exists. Well, it's good with what you're doing. The combination of the two is because a lot of investment falls onto property, right? Yeah. I'm saying in general, like as we look at it, we you know we like to invest – in, yeah. into that and try to make yeah. a return on, on and, that. So, And I think part of that is people invest in what they know. Mm -hmm. If they're doing it on their own, yep. they invest in what they know. They yep. know they know land, they know property, they know you know mm -hmm. buildings and, real and estate. whatnot. Yep. Yeah, they know real estate. It, it, so it's only natural. If you're up for it, I mean, give us some of your uh, experiences. Like give us some, sure. some of the things, the accolades of what you've accomplished for some of your clients. You don't have to mention clients' names. But oh, yeah, if you I can just, never do that. Yeah, no, we don't, yeah. we're not asking you to. But just if you give us a scenario or two just so guys can understand, hey, I came to you with quarter million today yeah. and I'm looking to back it up or give it to Sid to, to do something with it. How, yeah. Where does it go from there? It, it Again, it depends – individually on what they're looking for and what you know so for example if somebody say gives me 250,000 they yeah. said say said do something with it well my next question is when do you need the money by okay. what's the money for all right you know if say you each give me 250 and you yeah. tell me the same same instructions and if i don't ask further you're looking to buy a house next year and he's looking to uh retire in, in 30 years so I have to manage Use yours much differently than Anthony's. Sure. So uh, in that scenario, you know, you're in one year period, I would tell you just put it in the money market and call it call it a day because it's not worth whatever risk since sure. you have such a small window sure. to do something with. Now with Anthony, see I love it in that situation because we have time on our hands. Mm -hmm. We can we can go do Ten, I'd like to retire in ten years, yeah, not well, thirty, buddy. All right. <laughs> yeah. Follow. I don't even like the hypothetical there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, the the longer that you have, the more opportunity you have sure. to withstand the cycles of the market, the mm -hmm. roller coaster rise of the market. Now, what I try doing is reducing the lows, mm -hmm. and when you reduce the lows, you don't have to reach the top um, with the rest of the market because again, you lost less mm -hmm. when they're low. Mm -hmm. So. One example that I've got uh, that I've used recently for my clients, and I did this, I think, in April for a significant amount of my, my client assets. Was, the market was up, I believe, 15% at the time I did it. And it's an investment, and it's tied to the S&P 500. It's a 15-month investment, 
it gives you 18% max, maximum if the market goes up in 15 months. If it goes up 18%, you'll capture all of that. However, if it doesn't, you have a, a 10% downside buffer. Mm-hmm. So if after 15 months, the market dropped 8%, you lost nothing. Right. And so if it dropped 10%, you lose zero. Mm-hmm. If it loses 20%, everybody else is down 20%, down and if you're down 10 Yeah. So that's a situation where I try to reduce the risk of my clients. And I figured that 15% that when I started it, another 18%, that's 33% in a matter of 18, 19 months. I'll take that any day for my mm-hmm. clients. Yeah. And they get and, – and the great thing is – they worry so much less in a situation like that because right. they know that they've got they've got a, a big cushion, ten percent cushion in fifteen months is pretty big. Mm-hmm. So here's a strong question. I want to see how uh, this plays out, Anthony, because you're using this um, phrase co- uh, constantly and strongly. My client, right? Yeah. So Anthony's your client today. Okay. Ten years from now, you retire from the office that you're at right now. Right. Does Anthony go with you as your portfolio to the next office that you're going to go through, or who handles it from there on yeah. for the next 20 years? It, it's, you know? it's a great question. Uh, and the situation that I'm at today is uh, the clients go with the advisor. Okay. So the clients are the advisors. Great. And that's, here's another twist to that. A client can do whatever they want whenever they want. Right, right. We, I don't have any surrender fees. I don't have prepayment or, um, you know, uh, pre-termination penalty. Nothing like that. If you don't want to work with me anymore, you can stop and you stop getting uh, charged. Yeah. There's no penalty. So since you are a a dual specialist, uh, let's let's kick into uh, KW Domain, talk a little bit about that. uh, Start with right now, first and foremost. Is this the best time to buy right now? And are we going into a well, recession? I, I don't. I don't question. believe the. I don't believe the recession uh, concerns. I. I don't. Um, the other aspect of your question is: Is it a good time to buy? I mean, interest rates are so low right now. Low interest rates, unless you're a cash buyer, it doesn't matter. Well, but low interest rates will give you more purchasing power. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what's key. Yes, the market is at a high amount. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's at high valuations. But do I think it's going to collapse? You know, see, a lot of times people think of what they've experienced, like in 2007, 2008, yep. the market crashed and mm-hmm. short sales everywhere, foreclosures. I don't see that. The economy was was crashing at that time, yeah. and especially in Detroit area because, you know, the we're a motor city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where we felt it the most. I don't see, my me personally, I don't see that happening. Whether or not it continues to go s- skyward, I, I don't see that either, but are you not going to move because the value of your house might go down 4% in, in two years? If that's the case, then you shouldn't be buying a house. Right. Right. Because that can fluctuate anyway. Yeah. Because most terms when you buy are 15 or 30. So well, I no, think what scares everyone is not that the 4%, it was the 50%. The crash. Yeah, yeah, the crash, the crash. was, was I a personally don't forecast. I don't see a crash coming, but I mean- I'm well, not the, psychic. Well, the crash was caused by the, the lending, right? Yeah, very, very, lending, loose, very loose lending. I mean, there's, I think there are a lot of factors. Yep. Yep. Very loose lending. loose lending. They have tightened it up. I think they've kind of opened it up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And prior, the breakup of the, I mean, realistically, us taking that hit of hearing GM calling for bankruptcy yeah. in 05, yeah. 06, oh, yeah. Delphi goes out, you know. Yeah, so. a lot of, a lot of but the housing activities. market collapse was throughout the whole country. It wasn't right. just uh, Michigan. Obviously, we feel it most here. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I would not stop somebody from 
going forward with purchasing a house because of where they think the market is today or where it's going to be, especially with the interest rates. You know, so if if the house um, drops and they don't buy a house and the value goes down, but interest rates go up significantly, then really they're net neutral or they're even behind the eight ball. Their payments are even higher now right. because interest rates went up. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't see that. I think it's still a healthy uh, market. What, what do you, what's your opinion on investment properties? Is, is, does, does a 4% swing kind of affect that? or You mean like, like a residential investment property? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you're talking Residential about. investment property, yeah. Oh, uh, no, I wouldn't hesitate. Because, you know, so your house, whether you're moving to a different house, the existing house that you live in, if you own it, mm-hmm. it's fluctuating in value. Right. Does that mean you're going to go get an appraisal done every six months because you want to know? <laughs> yeah, right. No. Right. If, if I'll get to your question in a moment, but back to living in the house, mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter. If you're going to be there for a while, yeah. what difference does it make if it goes up and down? I mean, are you going to move your family to an apartment and then go into the house and the park? Right, no, right. you're going to do what's best long term and, right. and let the roller coasters, you know, roll Happen. themselves out. Yep. Mm-hmm. But from your perspective of, um, a 4% swing, in my opinion, is very little. Right, I mean, right. It's very little. It, to me, it's too low to make a decision about. On. Got you. On, right. Yeah. What's cool. uh, some of the tips you can give in regards to leading up, one, finding a home and preparing to purchase the home? Yeah. Because I know there are two different things. You know what I'm saying? Preparing to buy, you got to get so much of your financials in order, and right. then um, knowing you know, what you're looking for and all that stuff. Right. That's a whole nother, you know, yeah. feel too. So that's, that's a great question, Junior. I think, so I, I try, you know, my, my background is, as an investment advisor dealing mm-hmm. with numbers all the time. And I think it helps my clients a lot because I look at things that they might not look at today. They mm-hmm. might not consider it today. Uh, I look at so many different things, but in the, in the early stages, I'll ask them the important stuff. Where do they work? How long do they expect to work in that location? Uh, where is their family? Right. Are, are family important to them? Uh, and <coughs> schools, are, are they going to put their kids through private school? Do they have kids? Public schools, how important is the school system? Um, taxes, do they want lakefront? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, they're just, scaring people. Oh really? <laughs> Dude, no, I'm kidding. We gotta, we gotta do something. No, the, it's uh, it's great that it's great then. to have a have a have a, 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 a agent that knows exactly what they're what right. what someone doesn't know they don't know. Right, you know, it's that's, very important. That's that's very, very exactly important. it. Taking their skills and, and, and one with us. the ethics that you have, and I know um, you you donate to certain charities, and you you you've even offered us like a, yeah. a, 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 a yeah, promo to deal. donate to one of yeah, our that's, that's, kind of that's fun. a beautiful thing. Can you I just like talk that. about that? I know. Sure. You, you go, sure. Please do. So on the on the real estate side, I I contribute. Uh, I donate three percent of my gross proceeds. So before you know Keller Williams Domain or whoever takes any of the uh, their cut, I donate three percent of the gross proceeds to one of three charities of my client's choice. My choice of the three, but they choose within them. And, you know, not all my clients are Chaldean. Mm -hmm. So I have um, have the the Gary Sinise Foundation. It's very similar to a wounded warrior type. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I was born here. Gary Sinise was uh, Lieutenant Dan from Yeah, Captain Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, yeah. And he is a huge advocate to to our wounded warriors, our wounded military. I mean, I was born in, in Michigan, but... I can definitely appreciate having 
uh, people fight for our safety. I mean, if, freedoms. We yeah. if we weren't such a great country, why would everyone want to come here? Yeah. Right. And we are such a great country because we have people like these these um, wounded warriors. So this, yeah, they're. I mean, they're some of them are making their ultimate sacrifice, and the ones who don't, who are still injured. I mean, they they come home and they don't have the same life they used to. And they're yeah. mm-hmm. so the Gary Sinise Foundation will will build houses that are handicap accessible for for them and just take care of the ones that took care of us. So yeah. uh, that is one of the the choices. The other one is. Uh, uh, Michigan Humane Society. Mm-hmm. I got a soft spot for animals. Very good one. That's okay. Yeah. And then uh, I've got the uh, Adopter Refugee Foundation. I think yeah, that so. one, I know you guys had uh, Basil yep. on yep. not too long ago. Sure I, did. I can't, I, that guy is Great amazing. Great guy, man. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. Phenomenal. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, selfishly, I chose the three, but they can choose which of the three. Yeah. Yeah. It's still. That's very nice yeah, of you. Yeah, that's very, what made you start that? Just. Was it when you first started your real estate, or did, um, was it a little after that you figured? No, it was. Well, yes, it was when I first started doing the real estate. But when I worked at a different institution, one of the the big corporate companies on the financial advising side, uh, they had a uh, a matching program. Mm-hmm. So I used to donate to uh, the adopter refugee, and then I found out that if I'm a board member, they double my match. Oh, nice! Wow. So I called up Basil, and he's like, "Congratulations, <laughs> you're on the board." So I, I participated on the board, and, and then so when I left there, I wanted to do something to replicate it and, gotcha. and, and continue that's awesome. it. That's great, man. Yeah. So just so you know, him and I grew up together. Mm-hmm. He still looks the same with a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of light gray, yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking I don't know, it could be that one woman we interviewed that uh, made, oh, made, no, has no. got him looking uh, real pretty. No, no. Okay. Faith works on that face all day. No, no. no. Come okay. on, Sid. We had a great time with her, by the way. I know. She I, was she was a blast. She's a blast. Yep. Yeah, yep. thank you. I appreciate that. She had she had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys rock it out. Like so so. You have a family. You guys are both working parents. Yeah. What's some of the hobbies and stuff that you guys do besides work, you know, within our community? And like you said, you donate your time into sometimes adopt a refugee and other things. But tell us a little bit about you yourself, like what what got you to this level in life? Struggles. Yeah, well, yeah. Happiness. There's there's been struggles. There's been happiness. I I mean, with a wife and three kids and we we both work and want to shout out the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Let's shout out the wife too. What the heck? Oh, wait, cosmetic nurse Faith. Yeah. Um, she's... Woo, woo. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you gonna see her? Somebody, somebody said you in that sh- in that episode. Uh, we, uh, we. She was. She threatened to bring some Botox. Some Botox with her, and and she. Uh, she she said one of one of us might pass out and oh. she didn't want to mess up her interview. Okay. If anything, right. I might just because I've had an ACL replacement and plus my shoulder. She was talking about that PRP. Yeah, so, so she do... won't she won't do the PRP for uh, for the medical purposes like that. She'll do PRP for um, hair restoration. Ah, okay, and, mm-hmm. and okay, good to know. Something for the skin as well. Whenever um, uh, uh, Sid turns out to be an attorney, also. <laughs> well, you know, I it's funny because we'll get in bed and relax, try to turn on TV and watch something, and she's got these YouTube videos, just obsessed with learning new techniques. Nice. And, and perfectioning her. Yeah, she her. seems like a real go-getter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Chaldean, a, a, a Chaldean American Chamber of Commerce member like yourself. Yeah, yep. So I'm glad that you you participated in that, and you're you're kind of running the uh, the initiative to increase membership. Thank you. I, I that's been a, an amazing uh, organization. 
I like a hundred is a hundred dollars for an individual and two hundred for a yeah hundred dollars for an individual two hundred for a company and then uh, fifteen hundred for uh, for corporate sponsorship. So even as an individual, for a hundred dollars you get quarterly meetings and then you have like a, a Christmas party and you yeah. get all these other parties. Everything is free. Everything's I mean, free. To, even yeah. if even if you got half off your meals, you're still going to pay more than a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and usually, uh, and the, all of the the sponsors of these these quarterly meetings and these after fives, they've mm-hmm. they've stepped up their games. You know, yeah. you go to one, and then the next one tries out, do the one, and then yeah. the next one tries. It's just it's, a Chaldean. It's a Chaldean thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is. And thirty uh, percent of the members aren't even Chaldean. Yeah. Which is, oh yeah, which I've is met a ton awesome. of non-Chaldean yeah, yeah. members. They're great it's people. Great networking. Yeah, yeah, great people. Everyone wants to be part of our I community. I remember day one of that of that meeting. Day one, it was at the old Southfield Manor. Oh yeah. Yep, we're in that little room when you'd walk into South America and you go to the right. To the right, yeah. Had that little one right. So, so. I, I will give a shout out to Sanat. She is, oh, Sanat's she is bomb. awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. She knows you. She knows what you do. And when you get to a function, she will drag you <laughs> to, to introduce, to introduce you, to you to people yeah. that she Are feels like, would be yeah, a, mutual, yeah. a mutual benefit or that you should know. Well, Since she, you started shouting people out, who else do you want to shout out? I'll shout out or, or want to see get on here. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, I've, just... I've got I've got uh, one in particular I want to see on here. Uh, but as far as shout out, obviously my wife, cosmetic nurse Faith. Um, all my what about the kids? Yeah, yeah. My my kids, Roman, Lourdes, and uh, Blaze. They're nine, five, and two, and uh, they look completely different from each other. <laughs> um, I, I call it the variety pack. But yeah, nice. um, my kids and uh, you know my family, everyone who supported me. Clients. I mean, if yeah. you don't have clients and yeah. you have nothing, then your service is worthless. Yeah. Right. yeah. So all my past clients, my current clients, um, definitely shout out to to everybody there. Hi, clients. Yeah. Yep. Um, and as far as who I would want to bring on the show, sure. Steve Francis. So Not the basketball player. Stevie no, 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 Franchise. no, 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 no. The well, better, he was a football player. Yes, he was. He was. He did play for me in the CFL. CFL. The more important. Which one? Steve Francis. Oh, yeah. my Steve Francis? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah, did. Our Steve Francis. Okay, my bad. Yeah. So, Our Steve yeah. Francis. All right, yeah, I know, I know Junior. And you guys have a nickname for him. I'm not here to give out nicknames. <laughs> I didn't I'm create the nickname. I'm not dropping it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't right. create it. But but uh, Steve Francis, he is the assistant director with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Uh, That's a Chaldean. That's that is That is a, that is a that Chaldean is a- Chaldean guy yeah. who has worked his way up the ranks of the U.S. government system. I mean, he is mm-hmm. that is a very, very high position. He just got promoted again mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year and, and moved to uh, Virginia. Yeah, um, what's that make him second in command right now? I, I don't know what uh, where he is. Like he's oversee like he's up. He was with he covered all of Michigan and Ohio, and then he got yeah. promoted. So. Um, the article I read him. said over a thousand employees under his wing. Yeah, right now. I I believe it. He's. I think he'd be great. He had a radio interview with uh, Laura Ingram, mm-hmm. and uh, that was, I think, last year or so. Yeah, we're at Laura Ingram, Ingram's yeah, level. level yeah, think, yeah, by now, I mean, Steve, we have 300 what are you subscribers. Us, well, he should have done us first. Yeah, yeah, that, right. We got that in common yeah. with her. So actually, uh, to mention that we had 300 subscribers so far, that's uh, not enough, guys. Come on. If you watch the show, please subscribe. Just click the subscribe button. Yeah. We want to get up to 1,000 so we can bring you more uh Destination, uh, uh, on, yeah, stuff. on-site yeah. stuff. We can do a lot more. We can do a lot more. It's a free click. Yeah. It's all you got to do. Just click it for free and click, just be click. on there and show that you support us. And then, so do you want to shout anyone else out? Uh, just everybody who who supports us and and uh, you know 
you guys. I mean, again, you guys are, are here. Thank you. Bringing, bringing people who are explaining what they do for livings and, and how other people can benefit by their, uh, by their goods and services. And I think that you guys should get your own shout out for that. Thank you. I don't know how you guys started it, but I'm glad you did. And that was Junior. That man right there is idea. It was his doing because he was out there. He got on Chaldean Chamber of Commerce. I was happy to see him mm-hmm. on there. You know, I've known him for a long time, and it was great to, to see him on there. And my brother was fading away from the naughty a little bit, and I'm like, man, AT, showcase these people. Yeah. Just, I got to tell you, though, Many people don't know. He called me and just told me, come stop by. Let's talk about it. Talk about <laughs> it. Put me on video five minutes later. So, so I, put you I like to act, man. Yep. I like I like action. Yep. I like to I'm get, a little more passive. He, he knows it. I'm a little more passive. But that's where we're at today. Um, any Anything that we may have not touched on with your business? Yeah. Is there anything that you just want to pitch somebody? or Yeah. So, or where they can find you, too? Yep. So uh, my... Uh, my Facebook page is, I got two pages. So, uh, Sid Jamil, Michigan real estate and, and, um, Sid Jamil wealth, um, wealth advisors. But, uh, from, from the financial advising aspect of it, there's, if you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. one, try to find out because you can be in a very vulnerable situation, not knowing what you're doing. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I've had, I've said this for years, you, you should surround yourself with people, you know, when I'm talking doctors, attorneys, uh, accountants, I mean, even mechanics, you need these people to have two characteristics. You need them to be ethical and you need them to be competent. Sure. If you have one and not the other, I mean, think about that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a disaster. Yeah, yeah Disaster think about waiting that. to happen for sure. And if they have neither, oh, then you're really run. screwed. Yeah, yeah. Run, run, yeah, run far and fast. So um, know who you're working with. Um, there's a lot of good people out there that, that could help you. Um, as far as what I do for clients, I mean, I think where I'm set up with, uh, with an RAA firm, again, you, you make more money, I make more money. I do poorly for you, I do poorly for me too. Yeah. So yeah. There's, a, there's a direct correlation there. Um, on the, the real estate side, again, my background and the fact that my clients are there they become friends if there weren't already mm-hmm. so it's a re- very relationship driven uh situation for me in particular so i mean i i don't want my clients to get screwed i don't want them to buy something bad so i have detailed conversations with them about what's important and you know home buying i tell them it could be fun if you let it it could be stressful if you allow the stress to interfere and, and sometimes the stress gets in the way of making good decisions sure. and if if I have the communication in, in advance of what's important to them and they're overlooking something because of the emotional, mm-hmm. I'll bring them back and say, hold on a minute. You told me that you wanted this. This doesn't have that. Are you sure? And, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, well, I want, I like this house because it's more than I have today. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you're not moving every year. So why don't you try to accumulate a lot of what you don't have today in your next house so you don't have to move all the time. Moving is, is expensive. It's, it's yeah. costly. Yeah. Pain in the ass, too. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's not easy. It is. Yeah, it is. So I, I remind people what's important, and even if they don't think about something, like, for example, open floor plan, something that's not really open floor plan. If they've, they don't have kids yet, they're not thinking about it. But when you have an open floor plan where the kitchen leads to the family room, yeah. it's a lot easier to watch the kids while mm-hmm. you're in the kitchen doing something. Yeah, I love that. But 
sometimes, you know, I'll work with newlyweds or people that just don't have kids yet, or even first floor master is another situation where I just try to throw some ideas in their head to forecast what would things look like later on. Nice. Um, and then, you know, from the real estate side as well, it's a, it's a seller's market. Um, their inventory is very low, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, if you, if so it's a good time to list with you is what you're saying. <laughs> it's always a good time to list. If <laughs> right, you need to sell the house, if you want to move, I mean, I was always told this long time ago. It's always the right time to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You need to do something. It's the right thing to do. Do it. Yeah. Don't wait. Don't wait. Do it. It's exactly. always the right time to do the right thing. So, um, but if you're looking to buy and the inventory is so low, mm-hmm. I have a, a database that I keep of, of clients, both sellers and buyers, that you know, we'd call, I reached out to you guys regarding pocket listing. It's somebody who is looking to sell their house, but they mm-hmm. don't want it on the market. They don't want, you know, just anybody coming by. They don't want their neighbors knowing, but they say, look, if, if you have a buyer, yeah, I'll Let sell it. Know. Yeah. And then, in. so that's a situation where I've got a database. So if somebody tells me, Hey, I can't find on Zillow or whatnot, but this is what I'm looking for. I might have Something somebody on, on my database smart. or just contacting. So po- pocket listing is just a term. It's not a, it's yeah. not a software. It's it's not... No, no. It's no, just right. a term. It's, okay. it's an unlisted property that would be available. Gotcha. Um, and then, you know, we also network with so many agents that, um, that have coming soon listings or pocket listings. And, you know, I think another thing that I take pride in is I, I have a designation, real estate expert negotiation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it has allowed me to because a lot of people think of real estate they you know they hire an agent the agent puts a sign up and and you know they that's get it. paid magic yeah that's <laughs> it yeah but there is so much More that goes it. on with between agents mm-hmm. that I, I try not to get my clients involved if I don't have to because Until, it's stressful yeah. to them right yeah. right so. If I can handle the problem without causing them stress, why wouldn't I want to do that? That's great. So, and, and a lot of times it's the relationship with the other agent is, is key as well. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to do what's best for the, their clients. I'm trying to do what's best for my clients. And there's so many aspects of negotiation. There's the initial offer. There's a counter offer. There is inspection. Inspection could be huge. Yeah. You know, when inspection would be, you know, you have like a seven-day window, mm-hmm. 10-day window after you get your your uh, the house under contract, they can come and inspect it. And, and what they find, they can come back to you with a laundry list. They can come back to you with uh, a deduction of price. And that is negotiable again. Yeah. And so you really need to know how to handle it. I had a, a listing where the buyer's agent, after the inspection, they wanted to drop the, we sold, it was, it was under contract within like three days and uh, they wanted to drop it a ton mm-hmm. for inspection. It's all BS stuff. So I told my sellers, I said, look, this is like poker. We can count them out on their bluff. And, and uh, so Move they agreed. Yeah, yeah, right. I told the other agent, I said, uh, we're not dropping it a dollar. Send over the release. And same conversation. He's like, all right, just let's move forward. With mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. you know, if you, you kind of need to know how to negotiate. Sure. Um, so there's, there's inspection. There is um, appraisal. There is final walkthrough. If you damaged your house when you're, when you're moving, um, you know, it's, there's, there's a problem. You know, right, the right. agents are going to have to negotiate that. Um, so there's a lot of different things that 
the agents do. I mean, I'm texting other agents, you know, when we've got our deals together, I'm texting them at midnight. You think I'm calling my clients at midnight? But by morning, we've already settled it and we just tell the clients what we this agreed upon. Right. Yeah. So again, trying to leave, it's already a stressful situation. I try to alleviate as much as possible. And because I have passion for it, mm-hmm. I, it's not even work for me. I enjoy it. Right. So let's, let's uh, close it out. And as we close it out, we like to ask everyone, our guests, uh, what, what it means to them to be Chaldean. <laughs> Uh, I think culturally, the fact that one, I, I call Chaldean, I mean, we are diehard Catholics. Mm-hmm. You got some that have strayed. I mean, that's not for me to judge, but um, diehard Catholic and our culture is, is ancient. And yeah. I worry that, you know, it's, it's kind of deteriorating a little bit just from generation mm-hmm. to generation because we're not in our, our homeland anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know there's things that that some people are doing to, you know, kind of keep that going longer and longer. And um, to me, it means a lot. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's give a uh, final shout out to our people. Yep. Make sure that you guys follow us. Like Sid was saying to us earlier, he doesn't get it why we don't have the subscribers. Just click <laughs> and subscribe. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. Can I, don't find much, I, don't, I don't know how much more ways I, I can give or, you to see this for bathroom. free. We're in your bathroom. Yeah. I, I, we're in your attic. Yep. Well, the conversation I had, you know, off camera was I saw a post from Anthony saying we need a 1,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube before we can, you know, go that's, further that's with That's a it. lot. Uh, how is a 1,000 a lot? You've got 5,000 followers on Facebook alone yeah. on the personal side. I, I just don't know how we don't have a 1,000 people who – it's to true. Subscribe between to you it. and I got 8,000 people. Well, for Facebook, Facebook makes it easy to reach out to someone, right? So that you could right. friend somebody, and if right. they recognize the name, then they'll, they'll friend you back. Um, it doesn't allow, Facebook doesn't allow unless you pay to promote right. a, a, an ad or a, or a post. So that's the difference now. So, see, I do that. I pay for promotions. Oh, yeah. yeah, we, yeah we, and it's very effective. You know, again, there's sure. so much more that. That yeah, but so you're paying to generate business. We're, we're, well, this is not a business. You know, it's not I a business under, yeah, yet. No, I get you know? it. I get it. It's so. not. A, it's not a business. But I mean, you can do it for a couple dollars. But yep. uh, I mean, I pay when I have my listings or whatnot. I will pay to um, broaden. Sometimes sure. people would be interested in the house, but they just haven't gone to look for it. But if right. it shows through, it shows their, up in their you know, face. Yeah. yeah, you can you can specify people who look at oh, yeah, realtor yeah, people who. So from from you guys' perspective, um, I'm just surprised that it's not way higher. It takes time. It I mean, people will get more comfortable and they'll they'll jump on board and yeah. we'll we'll see. I mean, the show is great. So there's I no rush. Thank you. Yeah. There's no rush, but Don't please do subscribe. So yeah, scared. just jump on there. Yeah. Thanks again, man. Thank thanks for thank taking the for time. Thanks it. for sharing your story. Thanks it's for awesome. uh, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, it's awesome and, to and grow up with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To see where you're at now today, you know, from yeah. our youth to today is so, awesome. So, Junior, Junior's mom and my mom, bless their souls, they were they were good friends, and and I know you've you've spoken about your mom in the past, and one thing I remember about about your mom was oh, she boy. was hilarious. Oh man, <laughs> she would have all these old ladies just yeah. dying laughing. And dirty jokes. Dirty, dirty jokes. jokes. And yeah, when you'd That's come hilarious. in the room, it'd be silence except for the laughing. They'd stop their joke in a heartbeat. That's awesome. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks again. Man. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys. Good luck. Thank See you. y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.